Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have all have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this, so that, you may, so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit, and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith is, in faith in Christ is. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thanksgiving. Well, around this Thanksgiving time of the year, the question is asked, isn't it, at the table, as a practice, what are you thankful for? And you may go around the table and mention the things that you are thankful for. This practice has been going on for centuries in our country. It wasn't officially declared as Thanksgiving Day, as I learned, in 1957, when the Parliament officially declared Thanksgiving as a day of general thanksgiving to Almighty God for the bountiful harvest with which Canada has been blessed. And we practice this. It, it is a good practice to give thanks at harvest time for the blessing of the harvest and all the bountiful things that God has done for us. In our culture, Canadian culture, we, we're very natural to give thanks. We're always concluding our emails with thank you. We're always thanking people. It's part of our culture. We're known for this around the world. You go to other places like South Sudan, the Dinka tribe that we served, they actually don't have a word for thank you in their language. Yinachalej means I praise you. And you would not say that directly to someone. You would say indirectly in other ways. You show your thanksgiving, your gratitude in other ways. But in our culture, we're always giving thanks. It's impolite, isn't it, to not say thank you. It's part of our culture. That's a good value. But we want to see what real, true, genuine thanksgiving is. Thankfulness is in this passage. Paul is writing to the church in Colossae that the people there would be thankful. But he also write, wrote another letter to another people in Rome, the people of God who were thankful, but he spoke of a, of a society just as it is today in our society, in our culture, where in Romans 1, he says God has given them up, given them over to their fleshly passions, their lusts. And why is that? Paul writes Romans 1.21, although they knew God, did neither, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. 
but their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. The fact you are here today to give thanks to God in, in worship, as an act of worship, is the grace of God, is the mercy of God. For But for the grace of God, where would you be this morning? You may be sleeping in, or you might be taking a nice walk, enjoying God's creation, but not recognizing the Creator. You might even be thankful for the things in your life, family, friends, being healthy, but with no reference to God. And if that's the case, for you here or anyone outside, the Bible says that the wrath of God still remains on those who are not thankful to God. Yet I hope it's, that's not the case for you, any of you, that indeed you have, as Paul says in, to the church in Colossae, you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, that you have received him as the Lord and God in your life. And we know here in Colossae, the church in Colossae, they needed to see Jesus Christ as he was, preeminent, all-sufficient, and to see in him the one who is altogether worthy of their thanks. So we have the indicative that you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, and now walk in that life in Christ. If you have received him, you are in Christ. It says here, you're rooted in him like a tree with the roots going down deep into the ground. You are built up in him like a building in Christ, strengthened in the faith. And then he says, as you were taught, then out of that is there overflowing the abundance of thanksgiving. That's the life in Christ, the walk in Christ, this firm foundation that is in Christ, that has a foundation going down deep and that is being built up, and out of that life is thankfulness, overflowing, abounding in thankfulness. Are you in Christ, in vital union with Christ? If you are, the evidence will be seen of thankfulness in your life. Are you thankful like that? Described with overwhelming abundance of thanksgiving? This is the kind of thanksgiving that Paul and the Word of God speaks of. And we're going to search the Scriptures in this theme of thanksgiving. We're going to see thanksgiving defined Describe in terms of the direction of thanksgiving and the, then the dimensions of thankfulness. So first of all, defining our terms, what is thankfulness? Eucharistia. Does that ring a bell? When Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed and broke bread, he, before he broke the bread, he gave thanks, it says. That's why in some churches they call it the Eucharist. It's the giving of thanks. It's thanksgiving. Jerry Bridges in The Practice of Godliness explains that some virtues 
like faithfulness, as we heard Pastor Matt preaching on that a couple weeks ago. Thankfulness or faithfulness reflects the character of God. It's a God-like quality. There are other virtues or godly traits that acknowledge and exalt the character of God. These are God-centered qualities. They come from a devotion to God. Thanksgiving, we'll see this morning, in the evening, humility. This is in response to God's character. Thanksgiving, humility. So that's what Thanksgiving is. Now, this kind of Thanksgiving has a direction. This kind of thankfulness is directed toward God. Toward God. Thanksgiving to God is an act of worship to God. Thanksgiving to God is a recognition of His goodness and all that He is in His provision for us and His care of us. Giving thanks shows that we are totally and utterly dependent upon Him. For all that we are, all that we have, we know it comes from God. It's the acknowledgement that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights who never changes. And we respond with thanksgiving. In 1970, you, some of you may have remembered this event, the lunar mission, Apollo 13, had a problem in space where there was an explosion. And it looked like from all... In all ways, they were not going to survive in space. They were not going to return to their families. And yet, NASA got to work, and the people started praying. And there were millions of people praying around the world. Even President Nixon called a day of prayer and fasting for the astronauts in space. They would come back safely. And they did, in answer to prayer. But you know who got the credit? In the news, it was NASA. It was NASA. Very little thanks to God in the news. Now, Paul, when he writes his letters, he's giving thanks to God. Even though he's so thankful for the people of God and the churches he's writing to, he's thankful to God. He writes to the church in Rome, chapter 1, verse 8, First, I thank my God. Through Jesus Christ for all of you. He writes the church in Corinth, chapter 1, verse 4. I always thank God for you. He writes the church in Philippi, chapter 1, verse 3. I thank my God every time I remember you. He writes the church in Thessalonica, chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. We always thank God for all of you. Thanking God for all the good things God is doing in our lives, as he was doing in the lives of these brethren that Paul was writing to. Even as Paul was thankful for the people of God, he was directing a thanks to God. That is the difference. That makes all the difference. We give thanks horizontally to people, and that is a good thing. And we should be grateful but it's to God, acknowledging God and that vertical relationship that we have with Him, thanking God for all that He's doing in our lives. 
Some people say, even unbelievers, thank God. Thank God. And I try to say that as often as I can. I want to say the name God, reminding people that there is a God in heaven that I want to genuinely thank for all that he's doing. I thank God. Do you thank God for all those blessings? See, at Thanksgiving, it's a practice. This is what we do. We give thanks. We sit at the table with friends and family. We list the things that we're thankful for. And how many people are expressing their thanks with reference to God? I think it's becoming less and less common that God is present, that God is acknowledged in people's lives. God is so distant. Are you giving thanks to God for all that you have received? Or in some way, is it a thanksgiving that you are somehow giving yourself the credit? What did Nebuchadnezzar do? Daniel chapter 4. As the king was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon, he said, Is this not the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty? There was no reference to God. He was seeing himself as God. My power, my majesty. And how, in contrast, Daniel to another king in Daniel chapter 6. King Darius, looking for the worship of the, of the people in his kingdom, the decree was signed, the injunction, and it says in verse 10, Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room, even though he knew the consequence, the cost, was that if he were to be found out praying, as he, off, as he always did, that he would be thrown to the lions. He still went upstairs to his room where the windows are open toward Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. That was his practice, giving thanks to his God. Is that your life? And all the good things that happen in your life are you starting to pat yourself on the back? Are you starting to take the credit for yourself? Or are you bowing down and giving thanks to your God and all the manifold blessings that he's pouring out into your life? We give thanks to God because of who he is, his character. We give thanks to God for all that he does for us in his mercy and grace. And the psalmist and many other places in the Word of God give us reasons to thank God. Psalm 107, verse 1, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love, that is His covenant faithfulness, endures forever. We heard the reading from First Chronicles. The Levites were commanded, instructed, that they were to give thanks to God and praise to the Lord. Every day, every day, giving thanks to the Lord. We, as a holy priesthood, we are priests now. We are bringing our offerings and sacrifices of thanksgiving to the Lord every day. Every day. This is what we have been created for. 
This is why we exist, to give thanks and praise to the Lord. But you know, in your indwelling sin, you know that it's no longer a natural thing to give glory to God. God says Psalm, in Psalm 50, verse 23, those who sacrifice thank offerings honor and glorify me. To the blameless, I will show my salvation. It's not a natural thing for us to come and honor and glorify God. We, we want the, the glory, the honor to come to ourselves. And yet, we are new creations in Christ. We have the Spirit of God dwelling in us, welling up in us to give thanks to God. That's the overflowing of thankfulness from us by the Spirit. So if you have seen the salvation, as it says here, he will, those who give thank offerings, they honor me, they glorify me, the blameless, I will show my salvation. If you have seen his salvation by faith in him, the natural response to that salvation is gratitude for that grace that you have seen in salvation. But you know very well this is a battle. This is a struggle. And yet you know very well that you have the Spirit of God in you to help you, to enable you to have this attitude of gratitude. And imagine in this struggle, in this world, in this earth, that you are near to the place where the saints have gone before us and they are in that place with Christ, in the presence of Christ, and they have shed this body of death, that there is no longer a struggle, that there, as we read in the book of Revelation with the angelic hosts, all glory, honor, and thanksgiving is directed toward one who is seated on the throne. One. And he's the one who's worthy of that thanksgiving, and he receives it all purely and only directed to God. And it is given in the fullness of all the dimensions of thankfulness. This is what we're going to look at now, the, the kind of thankfulness in the full dimensions of this thankfulness. We can see it as a three-dimensional thankfulness. The scriptures describe it always for everything and in all circumstances. Three dimensions of this thankfulness. The first, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, says, giving thanks always. Always. And this verse is immediately after the verse you're probably very familiar with, where it says that we are to address one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody to the Lord with our hearts, singing the Psalter, in this way, and with this command, giving thanks always as we do that. Always giving thanks. And the second dimension, the second part of that verse, for everything or for all things to God. Again, directed to God, the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thankfulness always for everything, for all things. Now, you may wonder, 
there are things in my life that are sinful, there are evils that I see. Are we to give thanks for those things? It's giving thanks for all the things, for everything that God has foreordained, as he's foreordained whatsoever to come to pass, that we are to give thanks to God, even for everything, always recognizing that he is at work, even with those things, working all things together for good, for his glory, for our good. The third dimension is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. It's giving of thanks in all circumstances. All circumstances, in everything. And this is the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. And to summarize all of this, Colossians 3.17, this fullness of thanksgiving encompassing all these dimensions of thanksgiving, whatever you do, whether in, whether in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. See, giving of this thanks in these three dimensions is not something that all of a sudden you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and you're going to be overflowing with thanksgiving. As though you've heard the message and you're going to start tomorrow and it's going to continue. This is, as we've seen in Colossians, where it is an overflow from the source that is it at the root, at the foundation that is in Christ Jesus. This attitude of gratitude, this lifestyle of thanksgiving comes from the source that is in Christ and there's a story that you've may heard, you've heard, and I'm sure maybe Pastor Matt has already shared the story, but hear it again from the book The Hiding Place, written by Corey Ten Boom. And she tells of a time when she learned a lesson about thankfulness from her sister Betsy. They had been imprisoned by Nazis for hiding Jews in their home in Holland. And this Nazi concentration camps camp that they were in was was unbearable. The barracks that they were in. And they were shifted to a new barrack, number 28. And Corey was horrified as the straw bed platforms were swarming with fleas. How could they live in such a place? Corey asked herself. And it was Betsy who discovered God's answer. Betsy read from was reminded of what she had read in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And Betsy said, that's it, Corey. That's his answer. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's what we can do. We can start right now to give thanks to God for every single thing about this new barrack. And Corey said, I stared at her, then around at the dark, foul-aired room. We thank God for the fact that we were together. We thank God we had a Bible. We thank God for the horrible crowds of prisoners that... We thank God for the horrible crowds of prisoners that more people would be able to hear God's word. And then... 
Betsy, thank God for the fleas. And Corey says, the fleas, this has, this was too much. Betsy, there's no way even God can make me grateful for the fleas. Give thanks in all circumstances, she quoted. It doesn't say in pleasant circumstances. Fleas are part of this place where God has put us. And so we stood between the bunks, gave thanks for the fleas. Corey says, but this time I was sure Betsy was wrong. And it turned out that Betsy was not wrong. Because in that barrack where they were sleeping, the, the supervisors in that concentration camp would not come in because of the fleas. And they had freedom to meet together in large numbers around the Word of God every day. That was God's purpose. What are the fleas in your life? You have a hard time giving thanks to God for that circumstance in your life. It's difficult. Do you ever give thanks for those difficult things? How could I be thankful for that? What, what purpose is in that? And you may at times be filled with stress, worry, anxiety because of that, because of those things that you have not learned how to be thankful to God for. And yet, what does Paul say? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. That means all circumstances. All circumstances, by prayer and supplication, as you pray to God, casting all your anxieties on Him, it's a prayer with thanksgiving. Thanking Him, even for the things that are hard, those circumstances, letting your requests be made known to God. And the promises you know that will flood into your life is that peace that passes all understanding, guarding your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And often it's the thanksgiving that we are missing in our prayers. That's what we miss. Presenting our request to God is, is an outlet, is, is that prayer that we're casting all our anxieties on Him with a confidence that He cares for us, but it, it's adding that thanksgiving to our Father who, who cares for us. And as we do so, it is the antidote for our worries. This kind of praying with thanksgiving it's not something we pray once because the stress will come back, the anxiety will come back, but it's a continual thing. It's a steadfastness in prayer. Colossians 4.2, continue steadfastly. Devote yourselves to prayer. Being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Adding that thanksgiving with all of your prayers. So when you are praying and you are persevering with patience and, and steadfastness, and you're being tested in that struggle, and you're realizing the, 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 the weight of your own sin. As Paul struggled in Romans 7, he, he, he exclaimed, even in a struggle, I'm sure, of prayer, just wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? That's the kind of struggle in prayer. But in his prayers, he was always giving thanks. He also exclaimed, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ.
thanking God in the struggle, in the prayer. Because we know in that struggle we have the mind of Christ. We have Christ dwelling in us. We are grounded in Christ. We are being built up in Christ. That is what is going to cause the overflow of thanksgiving to God. Always, for everything, and in all circumstances. In all three dimensions, giving thanks to God. Paul writes the church in Philippi as a byproduct, as a result of this thanksgiving, a contentment. He says, I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances. As he was praying with thanksgiving, he was learning to be content in all those circumstances that he was praying for. So have you learned? And has that contentment come through prayer of thanksgiving? And that can be shown briefly here in three ways. A natural result of thanksgiving will be contentment with, first of all, with our possessions. With our possessions. As we give thanks to God and all that God has provided, what is it? What does that do? It cuts off the greed, the covetousness, and it brings contentment into our lives in what God has provided, for what God, for what we are thankful for that we recognize. A natural outworking, secondly, of thanksgiving will be contentment in our position. As we give thanks for where God has placed us, we will be ready to serve wherever God has us. Wherever, whatever position, we will be content as we give thanks. A natural fruit of thanksgiving will be contentment regarding our purpose. As we give thanks to God for how he's working in us, it gives purpose to us in whatever the Lord wants us from us in our lives. Purpose. Do you have that quiet contentment? If you are restless, is it because you are praying without thanksgiving? And the contentment is just not coming because of the omission of thanksgiving. Are you content? And as you see that work of Christ in you, dwelling in you and reminding you to give thanks in all things, I want to give you six practical ways in which you can increase in your thanksgiving. I'm borrowing a lot of this from Jerry Bridges in his book. But here are six practical ways, briefly, where we can increase our thanksgiving. It is a struggle. The Spirit of God is enabling us to give thanks, but we also need to purposefully give thanks. And when you sit at the table alone or as a family, are you only giving thanks for the food? Or can you take that moment to give thanks for the many blessings that you have received that day? If it's dinner or in the morning, you're giving thanks for all that you know God will do in the day. And that's the second point. Beginning and ending your day with time of thanksgiving. So at the meals, the morning and the evening, giving thanks. When you rise in the morning, giving thanks for his love assured to us throughout the day. You pillow your head at night, giving thanks to him in all the demonstrations of his faithfulness during the day. Remember walking out of the clinic where I used to work as a physical therapist and, and the song was on my Lips, Psalm 92. 
is good to thank the Lord, to praise your name most high, to show your love at dawn and your faithfulness all night by night. Give a song of thanks, thankfulness. Give a prayer of thankfulness as you see God blessing you through the day. Is it overflowing from you? Also, do you write down your thankfulness? Perhaps you journal, or you are in a prayer group writing down the prayer request. Do you also write down the answers where you can see God working and give thanks for those answers? In South Sudan, we had, we had, had many exercise books writing down the prayers and seeing how God was answering them. But Jerry Bridges says, do you, do you thank God enough, frequently enough, that it's sufficient for the work that God has done? Sometimes you want to thank God for days and months of what God has done. Has not God done a great thing in this church? In the years of praying for a building? God has provided. Never stop giving thanks for this house of worship in the center of Russell. Giving thanks. Giving thanks to God. What about listening to the blessings in your life? Listing them down. I did that in my journal this week. I practiced this. And I went back to them. I was encouraged every time, giving thanks, recounting all the blessings to God. What about in personal or, or corporate prayer? This is the fifth point. Personal or corporate prayer. Where you only devote a time for thanksgiving. And this is hard sometimes. Maybe the facilitator of the prayer group is saying we're only going to spend five minutes of giving thanks. And it's difficult. We always want to jump to prayer requests, intercession. But we force ourselves deliberately to only give thanks to God. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. But having a time of giving thanks in prayer. And number six, taking this word... All these words of thanksgiving, I wrote them down on a cue card, knowing them, many of them already, Philippians 4, 6, Ephesians 5, 20, Colossians 3, 15, 17, 4, 2, 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, prayers of thanksgiving that you can store up in your heart to remind you to be praying with thanksgiving, with these words of command. So are you thankful? Are you thankful? Are you thankful today? Being reminded of all the blessings in your life. Are you thankful especially for the indescribable, inexpressible gift of the Lord Jesus Christ? That greatest gift of all. Have you received him? Jesus Christ, have you received him into your life? Does Christ then now dwell richly in your heart? Are you rooted and grounded in Christ, built up in Him so that it will naturally overflow by the Spirit? What faithfulness will come from you as you abide in Him? That will be the fruit in you that gives glory to God.